Hello, everybody. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. <laughs> I was going in shame. I am ashamed. I'm sorry. I have dishonored my family. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How about yourself, my friend? I'm fantastic. I am ready really? to get our second themed month up and going. Yeah? Yes. Same. What is our theme? Too spooky. Everything's too <laughs> spooky. And no one else can see how I, wide my eyes got. I did the Gowron eyes right when I said it. It's too spooky. Duras. <laughs> you will die slowly. Sorry. <laughs> it might be my favorite line in all of Next Gen. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Gowron, best Klingon. Fight me. No, so it is too spooky because... You know, we don't usually do horror. We watch science fiction and science fiction adjacent visual entertainment media that is straight to stream. And there is a lot of horror out there. And I think it's a very easy argument to make that horror is science fiction adjacent or fantasy adjacent. One could say that the only difference between a horror show that involves ghosts or in in our case, vampires and just your typical random science fiction show that may include ghosts or vampires is just the way in which it is presented. Yeah, that's true. We don't do a lot of horror for two reasons. One, there's already a ton of horror-based podcasts out there. If you're looking for horror reviews and media and whatnot, tons of podcasts out there. I've listened to a few of them. Two, I'm a little girl and I hate scary movies. (laughs) I can't handle it. (laughs) If I remember right, it's the supernatural stuff that you don't really enjoy. Right? Nah, it's the suspense. It's the creepiness. It's the, the yeah. creep factor. I'm like, ugh. It makes anything that, that makes be, your skin crawl, right? That may have been what I meant. Like, because yeah. you don't like the like the handy cam or like the the mockumentary style. Oh, whatever. Where it's oh, yeah, like paranormal just, activity. You don't enjoy I've never that? seen any of those. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Okay. I can appreciate a good horror movie. I've seen a few, but they have to be like, outstanding like everyone has to be talking about it like i've seen poltergeist right i've seen a handful of old slasher films friday the 13th that type of thing i saw it first one excellent second one subpar but you know how are you going to follow up that first one i have no idea (laughs) really good well i only was able to watch it chapter one because i watched it at home and i took a 45 minute break in the middle of it Mm. because i was like i need to i need to stop for a little while (laughs) i need to go cook something yeah (laughs) i need to move on Regardless, we wanted to go with spooky theme and we landed on too spooky because normally when we watch a television show for the podcast, we watch just the pilot and we judge it based on that pilot. But for this month, we're going to watch the first two episodes and then judge it. Changing it up. Switching it up. Sometimes the pilot's a little off. You know, maybe we've been wrong about things in the past and one more episode would have done it. I don't know. Mm. We're about to find out. I don't don't think we've ever been wrong about it. I don't. I mean... We've disagreed, so at least one of us has been wrong at some point. At <laughs> least fair. once. Yes. What did we watch the first two episodes this week? We watched the 2019 American science fiction horror streaming television series based on the eponymous anthology series and comic book by Jonathan Mayberry, V Wars. <laughs> that sentence is really hard to, the first sentence of Wikipedia is really hard to switch around, but I think everyone right. got it. Yes. If anyone wants to know why I'm laughing, it's, I'm not laughing at Anthony's delivery. Um, I'm simply be. laughing at, at the name of the show, 
Yes. V Wars. Valiant Wars. Yeah. <laughs> we most recently did a, a bonus episode of, a, of an amazing show, Lower Decks, that it sometimes can be horrifying, but that's not the point. <laughs> In which one of the uh, command crew was doing everything he could to protect his virginity. So, yes. Virginity Wars? Yes. I mean, you could call it that. <laughs> this could be a sequel to that episode or maybe a prequel, I guess, to that episode of Lower Decks. Well, I'm going to blurb you. Please do. And I'm going to hit you with the IMDb blurb. All right. Dr. Luther Swan enters a world of horror when a virus is released from ice melting due to climate change. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to hit you with a blurb <gasps> straight from Netflix. A fast spreading disease that turns victims into blood sucking fiends pits two best friends against each other in a fight for humanity's future. That's a pretty good blurb, man. Yeah. That's much better than IMDb blurb. I think the IMDb blurb would be fine if it was anything but this show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think yeah. it's important for you if you are going to have vampires in your show, or at least a creature or person that resembles said vampire, that you might want to let people know what's going on. Maybe. Can we talk about how it refers to him as Dr. Luther Swan? And how when Dr. Luther Swan calls his best friend, Mr. Michael Flynn. Flynn? <laughs> uh, Fane. Fane. And when Dr. Luther Swan calls his best friend, Mr. Michael Fane, it pops up on the caller ID as Dr. Luther Swan. Like who has, who has their best friends? First of all, full name. I think you're in my phone is Chris. You might have your last name in there, but I doubt it. But I sure as heck don't have an honorific at the beginning yeah. of your name. I don't know. Maybe you he are. did it after he got his doctorate. But look, man, my friend's a doctor. I, I don't know. But it just, <laughs> the first time we see Fane, it's, Dr. Luther Swan is calling. Maybe it's a burner. It's right? not, it popped up in his car. You don't connect oh. a burner to the Bluetooth in your vehicle. I'm just I saying. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. That's, I'm, I'm not a man who gets things done. Uh, <laughs> I know, all too well. Thank you. <laughs> Michael, Michael, as described as someone who gets things done. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and step on your corner here and just throw some facts at the wall and see what sticks. Please. IMDb. Has this show sitting at a 6.1 out of 10 star rating? The majority of those votes are actually 10s. Well, the largest portion. 20.4%, 2,638 votes. Median score of 7, the mm -hmm. second highest uh, amount of votes. V Wars also is sitting currently at 56% rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, with an average audience score of 96%. All right, that's okay. Okay. Metascore TBD for critical ratings, and then a user score of 7.1 based on 23 user ratings. So critically, the show may have missed the mark, but since you did indicate that this is based on an eponymous, <laughs> that's such a funny word, uh, this is based on an anthology series and comic book, I'm sure that uh, a certain subset of fans yeah. of the source material, you know, did what they needed to do and Rated this thing at 10. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and spill my little saucer of beans here. Don't necessarily agree. You don't think this is a 10 out of 10? I don't necessarily agree. Really? You don't think this is a 10 out of 10 show? You don't <laughs> think that V Wars, Vindication Wars, is a 10 out of 10 show that Netflix canceled after one season because of their short-sightedness? I think that Victory Wars is underrated in some aspects, but not in that aspect. Okay. 
Well, I hate to say that. <laughs> I, I don't know. How, I don't know how this podcast is going to go. Why don't you continue? You, you know, it's, it was my choice to watch V Wars, so I'll let you go ahead and and lay out all of your opinions. So we watched the first two episodes. So we watched the quote unquote pilot, which lasted fifty some odd minutes, and then the second episode lasted thirty six minutes. Thank God. But I believe six minutes of that was credits because when the credits started rolling, I looked down at the timer and it said like 30 seconds and, or 30 minutes and some odd seconds. So not approaching WandaVision levels of credits, but, you know, yeah, getting there. Nothing ever will. On its merits, I think this this show has an interesting concept, which is the idea of an epidemic causing vampirism or something very similar to vampirism and the idea that spoilers if you haven't watched the show at all <laughs> climate change causes an ancient and I'm going I'm reading it from wikipedia an ancient biological infectious infectious agent comma a prion comma that turns humans into vampires if you don't know what a prion is I don't know what it is either but apparently it also can uh, <laughs> other prions can cause mad cow disease yeah, I think they Am mentioned right that in the show. That? Yeah. So the idea that a virus or an infectious agent or a disease that was buried in the, the, the ice tens of thousands of years ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago, however long ago it was when the Arctic yeah. Circle froze, it could be possible that, that something could be released and could harm humanity. I think that's an interesting concept. Yeah, I think it's, it is. It's fascinating. I don't think that the show completely pulls it off. Oh, really? You don't think that I liked Victory Wars pulls off? <laughs> I don't think Vagabond hmm. Wars made it to the finish line. You know, obviously it got canceled and we can, we're making fun of it a little bit. I think a lot of the actors do a pretty good job. Sure, sure. Our lead character, Dr. Luther Swan, is played by Ian Summerhalder, famous from Vampire Diaries, the TV show. If you've ever heard me mention it on this podcast before, my... My wife is a devout follower. Do you also watch the originals? We just finished season two of the originals. Oh, and isn't there another spinoff? There is another one called Legacies. <laughs> is that a spinoff of Vampire Diaries or a spinoff of the originals? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. okay. I think he does, like he plays a character called Damon in that show. And, and I think that maybe my, my perception of him may be somewhat colored by that performance because in Vampire Diaries he is so intense. Every scene mm. that he's in, he is going for it like a hundred miles an hour. He is at the precipice. Like he's about to lose it. Because he's playing a centuries old vampire. But in this show, he's a little bit more laid back. For a little bit, sure. <laughs> yeah. His just his performance is completely different. And I think maybe I would probably describe this as maybe uninterested. I just, it's so completely different that I, I, I had trouble disassociating the previous work with this current performance. Okay. He's an executive producer. He directs an episode later on in the series. We've not seen that episode. Mm. So he's pretty involved in the production of this show. So I, I don't, I don't know if he, if you feel he's coming across uninterested, I, I don't think he actually is. I think he has a vested interest in this show. It maybe is a fan of the original work to be as involved as he is in it. I don't really get the uninterested vibe. I think that there are a lot of complex emotions, in the, especially in these first two episodes, for Dr. Luther Swan. MD. PhD? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think both. I agree with you that I'm not sure he nails all of them. His character should be an 
in a super state of shock. The whole second episode, he really shouldn't. I mean, I would be nearly catatonic. Like there's nothing like all of the horrible things that have happened to him at the end of the pilot. He should be useless in the second episode. I mean, he helps his best friend cover a murder. He watches his best friend murder some more people. He's got extreme guilt about that first thing. And then he has to deal with it on the second thing, which he feels guilty about that. Because if he had just went to the police originally, maybe those people wouldn't have died. Right. He's also the one who called his friend who got him sick in the first place. So there's a lot. There's just got to be this immense amount of guilt. And then and then he ends up killing his wife because his wife is a vampire thing and is attacking his son. And so he protects his son. Good. All right. Your wife has got vampire face and is trying to eat your kid. Killer. I'm in. Right. But there's a lot of emotions that go into that. And then he's arrested. Fire poker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like not with a gun, <laughs> with a fire poker. <laughs> Just, yeah. It's her whole bunch. And, and good for him for not stopping. I completely expected him to hit her and then her go down and maybe she runs off or something. No, she's dead. She dead. D-E-D. And then they leave him wearing a white shirt covered in her blood. I think they end the second episode, he's still wearing that. No, I take that back. He does change near the end. Yeah. But it's like the last like four minutes. So he spends like a day or two wearing his wife's blood and being interrogated. Like that has got to addle the brain to a level that I can't even imagine. So Dr. Luther Swan is putting all of his brain power into just staying sane, much less helping as an infectious disease expert. Are they allowed to do that? What? Leave you in bloody clothing after they arrest you? I don't think they are. Uh, I think that's a health hazard, especially if they put you in a room with other people. I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Inappropriate at the very least. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't want to talk to somebody who had blood. You know what I mean? Or they throw him in gin pop or something like you got to. It is. Not gin pop, I guess, because he's not in. Sure. At what point does blood (laughs) no longer carry disease? I don't know if I want to Google this, but at what point. (laughs) Please do. Thank you for being the one to Google it. Stop carrying disease. I'm just saying that he could be infecting everyone he comes across with yeah, this there's disease. No there's no answer. There's okay. no answer. He no. could be infecting everyone with the vampire disease because of his shirt, <laughs> which is just worse. <laughs> My so shirt. much worse. I disagree with you about him being disinterested. I do agree with you that I don't know if Ian I, I, is- He just seems like- I, we, we watched Infinite most recently on this podcast, and we lamented- Mark Wahlberg's seemingly disinterest in everything that was happening in the movie, I mean, regardless of the, the the plot devices or or the storyline or whatever information was being revealed to him and us, the audience, there's no emotional like reaction from him. Yeah. And I don't think that Doctor Luther Swan, MD in Vaccine Wars, was channeling that. I think he like it just seemed that he just didn't like. And like I said, it could literally just be. Because I got done watching eight seasons of him being super intense. Maybe you needed a bit of a this is my palate, palate cleanser, cleanser <laughs> between. Yeah. yeah, maybe. What's his next work? I'm gonna look. No, up. there's nothing else. This is it. He went straight from Vampire Diaries ah. to V Wars. Is there something else? Kiss the ground as himself. It is a documentary, and he is an executive producer. Oh huh? well, he's using that uh, vampire money, <laughs> putting it to good use. Another actor in the show, Adrian Holmes. I'm not sure if I recognize this guy. I looked at some of his stuff, and he yeah. he's also going to be in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yes, yes, I saw that. Like, he's also in The Boys. 
which I mm. don't remember. His the character he played, Doctor Park. He's in Letterkenny. He's in a couple episodes of Supernatural. He's an Arrow. Yeah, he's an Arrow a bunch of times. I've seen a lot of the stuff that he's been in. I just don't necessarily recognize him from anything in it. I don't know how to interpret that. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's great. Yeah. I think he really does a pretty good job as portraying someone who's internally conflicted, especially in the second episode when he he rolls up on what appears just to be a, a, a an ordinary a woman sitting at a bus stop. And then as it turns out, she's blind and he's able to control his animal urges and not murder her. <laughs> I mean, like, is it, you know, is it murder if you're a vampire and you're just feeding? I don't know. It's hard to say. But if you do know, write to us at sci-fi-wiseguys at gmail.com. I think Adrian does a really good job as Mike, as Mr. Michael Fane. I really appreciated his performance. He's also in Winona Earp. Is he? <laughs> he's, he's in one episode of Winona Earp. Let me see Excellent. if it's an episode we're going to watch. Excellent. <laughs> no, oh, he's not in an episode. Sad. We'll see. Uh, sadness. Yeah. Tears. I will watch that episode just for him. We'll be stuck <laughs> only seeing him. In Vacation Wars. <laughs> Anyone else that you want to give a shout out to that you noticed or you had a particular interest in? I want to give a shout out to Kyle Britkoff for being a child actor that doesn't make me want to <laughs> shake my head in disdain. <laughs> he does a decent job. Let's see. What was it? What has he been in? Uh, oh, he's in PJ Masks. Sure. He's Greg Gecko. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I don't know what that is, man. It's computer animation. It's a superhero show where kids put on these pajamas that have masks and they turn into Oh, so it's a voice acting thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. I've watched a few episodes of my niece and nephew. But yeah, nothing else that I've really seen interesting. He played the little kid in the Overwatch short, The Exhibit. There you go. Neat. An episodes of Being Human. Okay. Another vampire show. We should just <laughs> spin off and just do vampire shows for a little while. I think there's enough content there we could do. Probably. A limited run. <laughs> As a child actor, you know, there's... There's a huge variance. There's a huge variance. They're either just absolutely horrible or they're just as good as adults. They're just naturally good at it. And I don't know how much of that is they just match up the personality of the person with the character they're playing. And maybe that makes it easier. Yeah. I, I don't know how you cultivate child actors and that is a weird word to say uh, but i mean how you cultivate talent like how do you pull talent out of somebody as a director as a producer whatever right yeah but man i hope he's not pulling from anything in real life after watching <laughs> his father kill his stepmom who was trying to eat him and then the emotion in his face when they say about they're going to call his mother and he just does not want to see her yeah and like that's awkward yeah that's uh it's pretty intense scenes so and i think he handles it very very well okay other than that, eh. from the perspective of the show, how, how it exists in the medium that we've decided to that we've chosen, visual entertainment media. Uh, this is a single camera setup. I don't know if our, any of our listeners really know anything about how things are filmed, but there is one camera for every shot. Which in the past, I think we've mentioned some other shows, particularly the ones involving time travel, hmm. where they yeah. can set up two or three cameras for one scene and film it from all three angles. And so they can they can give you the same scene again just from a, a different perspective and say, oh, this is a, this is the second attempt at going back in time, whatever, right? Or, I mean, really having multiple cameras means you might not necessarily have to take as, do as many takes. Uh, take, yeah. for instance, any scene where two people are talking to each other and the camera seemingly switches between the two people. That has to be recorded separately. 
Right. Um, it kind of forces some of the shots that you do and that type of thing. The CG in this show is bad. Is it? <laughs> I can see your face. The listeners can't see your face, but I can see it. It's not great. It's pretty horrible, actually. Every scene in which there's someone pretending to be a vampire, I did not enjoy. Yeah. Just the weird, distended... What's their teeth? I don't know, their mouth, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, this might feel like a little deja vu, deja vu. But I, uh, traditionally, I'm a big Buffy fan. I've seen the show two or three times. I like the spinoff. I've read some of the comics. I think I have some of the comics. Angel, right back Angel. there. Yeah, Angel. Yeah, and the practical effects from the '90s are infinitely better than the CGI effects in this 2019 show. Did I get yes, the year 2019. right? Yeah, yeah, ridiculously better. And I know we're both on wax saying that practical effects are almost always the better option. Yes. Cause they always age possible. better. Always age better. Even if it's just a model. Yeah. You can always say, yeah, that's just, yeah. Yeah. It looks bad because it's a model. You don't have to say, oh, it looks bad because they're using technology from 2000. Uh, and you can always touch up <laughs> something later on or add, and, you know, yeah. add effects, that type of thing. I think Disney with Marvel is, is pretty well known with doing a lot of practical with CGI layered in. And it has a really good effect. Now, obviously, they don't have Marvel Disney money here. But just the practical effects, the zombie faces, the zombies, the vampire faces, the transitions, Mm -hmm. you know, them turning to dust, which I think was a CGI effect back in Buffy, looks better than them transforming in this new. I mean, even this new Blade. (laughs) Blade. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like whenever he would stab a vampire, they would disintegrate to dust and we would see their skeleton. It was dope. And when that movie came out, 2000, Blade, I think. 1998. Yeah, so <laughs> there's no reason that a television show in from 2019 can't have just as good CGI as a blockbuster film from 21 years before it. Right. No reason. Now, look, we're not going to watch the other eight episodes of Vigorous Wars. Blade only has a 7.1 on IMDb, by the way. Well, that's because a, people don't have any respect. No respect. For the first Marvel movie. When it comes to... <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, if he doesn't make an appearance in the next Blade movie, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare they forget Wesley Trent Snipes? But I don't know if this show, because in the genre list on what Wikipedia, it, uh, Vigorous Wars, it cites drama as one of the genres in which it falls under. And so traditionally, I think shows that try to focus more on the drama tend to have a lower budget. True. For CG effects, because the human interest story is... It's cheaper. Well, it's more important, right? Sometimes. Um, Are you comparing well, this to like a CW show? Yes. Isn't this, isn't this I was going to say, that, yeah. like Vampire Diaries. <laughs> oh, is that a CW show? I had no idea. I actually have no idea. Hold on. Yeah, CW drama television series, The Vampire Diaries. Interesting. Well, here at The Value Wars... <laughs> We only have 10 episodes. We can't dilly-daddle around. We don't have 20-plus episodes in a season to fill out. That's one of the advantages of having a shorter season is that you can tell a story without a lot of slowness. And let's just talk about our feelings for 20 minutes because we can't afford a fight scene because the choreographer (laughs) can only get paid X amount of dollars from the budget. Blah, blah, blah. What year did The Order come out? 2018? Better CGI. They got full-fledged werewolves in that show. So I'm sorry. It made its Netflix premiere on March 7th of 2019. Oh, so same year. Yeah. And they have werewolves running around. 
and magical effects and people healing and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, I'm waving right. my hands around magic. <laughs> I'm just saying, just to, to show it to something more contemporary. Right. The Order is also a good show. There's a little bit of a difference. But I wonder, I wonder if it's more budget related, like in more ways than just one. What do you mean? On our podcast, I, th- I, I think you and I have watched more things based on comic books, graphic novels, or books in the past year and a half just because of our podcast. Hmm. And I, I think we even talked about 2020 being the year that if you had a comic book or a graphic art, a graphic novel that you wanted to turn into a television show, you needed to hit up Netflix in 2020. And so, oh, the order, November 2020, canceled after two seasons. Sad. Yeah. They killed Kyle and that killed the whole show. So, <laughs> Kyle, no. I think maybe that this show didn't have much of a budget to begin with because it was already kind of obscure, maybe. I guess. Like, I don't like it. I've never heard of the anthology sure. series. There's also the things I've never heard of, though. Right. If we're going to keep comparing it to The Order, The Order is an entirely new and wholly realized IP, right? Yeah. So. You'd think that something like V Wars having a framework going into it has to be you have to be it should be easier for you to budget and ask for money because hey this is this is what we're gonna do mm-hmm. you have to have a better plan right it might be that it was because I don't have it says its production company is Nomadic Pictures for the order yeah but they okay. make up production if, companies for everything well V Wars has High Park Entertainment IDW Entertainment and another thing called Murata Pictures. IDW Entertainment is a publisher mm-hmm. of comic books, graphic novels, art books, and comic strips. So I would assume that they are the ones who fronted the money. And maybe they didn't have the faith in the source material to make it. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe, but IDW is big enough. They have other comics if they wanted to sure. pitch something. Maybe they did. Maybe they pitched several things. And that was just yeah, Netflix was like, yeah, we need another vampire show. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, without watching the other eight episodes, I can't tell if this show failed because of its budget or the acting or the story, you know. I'll tell you how. You want to know if it was the budget, <laughs> the acting, or the story? Was it all three? There's a Venn diagram, <laughs> and right in the middle it says Netflix canceled this show after one season. <laughs> one of the very few shows they've canceled after one season. You didn't think that Vacation Wars was good enough to make it pass? I guess not. Mm. Uh, we reviewed October Faction. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look it up. Long time ago. Also didn't make it very far. Yeah. We enjoyed that show, I think. Overall, it was positive, but it got canceled after one season. I think there were things about it that we liked, mm-hmm. but there were, I think the majority of the things that we did, we didn't like. Right. I think, well, I think overall we thought it was a good pilot and it was worth continuing to watch, except that yeah. there's not more of it. So, I mean, it, it could just be market saturation. It just could maybe Netflix has figured out that too much of a good thing is a bad thing. I mean, Supernatural was getting its final season, finally. And they were like, well, let's hurry up and just pump out some stuff and see what sticks. Yeah. The Order stuck around for two seasons. October Faction got its one season. Vigorous Wars got its one season. Did I already use that one? I can't remember. I used Vigorous Wars. Vintage Wars got its one season. So, you know, I mean, uh, Umbrella Academy, which that's more of a superhero thing than it is horror, I suppose. Although it fits some of the same stuff. There's a, a huge overlap there. It's getting its yeah. third season soon. Very excited about that. Maybe the world's just tired of vampires. Because that one movie that came out a couple of years ago, that, what was it, Dracula Unleashed? Uh, sure. The one with your boy from the Hobbit movies? Sure. 
Un- I'm sorry, Dracula Untold. Oh, Dracula Untold. Okay, that. I mean, it's sounds... a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So, I mean. But there's other shows that, so there are two, of the next two shows we're going to watch. Next week, we're going to hit y'all with an episode on Winona Earp, and it's mm-hmm. still going. It started in 2016. I believe that's also a Netflix original. I'm double checking. Negative. It started on Sci-Fi Channel. So it's mm. it's uh, not strictly straight to stream, but we'll break our own rules. I haven't had cable in like 10 years, so yeah. technically I couldn't have watched any of these things. <laughs> yeah, that, fair enough. Uh, and then- According to our rules. <laughs> Van Helsing is also originally from Sci-Fi, uh, which we will all be watching the week after. Streaming, I think it's only on Netflix as far as I can tell, so- I don't know, maybe they get enough from those shows that they don't want to compete with stuff that they already have rights to. I don't know. I don't know. You also got Stranger Things, which I guess is kind of in the same realm. It's adjacent and it's doing really, really strong. So maybe that's the one that they went with, you know? Uh, Well, I think Stranger Things had the benefit of nostalgia, mainly because it literally shoved it down my throat the entire time. Whereas Vagrancy Wars... I don't really have any emotional attachment to it. I mean, that being said, I can't argue. Like, I literally just can't argue with 2,638 people giving this thing a 10. Now, Uh, on this podcast, you and I have come to the conclusion that things that are controversial, they have really, really high 10-star ratings, and then they have really, really high 1-star ratings. This doesn't. Only 5.3% of people rated this thing a 1 on IMDb. Yeah. The lowest rating is a 2, which I think speaks more to the quality of the show than it does as anything else. Sure. Because a one-star review is going to be something like, the show's dumb. It's about vampires. I don't like it. Like, the, <laughs> a one, like me reviewing yeah. anything about zombies is a one-star review. Like, I'm tired of zombies. I've been tired of zombies for 20 years. One star. I think you were tired of zombies before you even knew what zombies were. <laughs> That's why you stopped watching Scooby-Doo as a kid, right? <laughs> so I want to throw this at you. This is a little different. So it's got a 6.1 overall. And I think it probably deserves that 6.1. Maybe there's just something in it that's just not hitting us. Okay. I wouldn't fault anyone from go- from continuing to watch the show and enjoying it. For the episodes themselves, so 6.1 is the overall. And then in IMDb, you can rate the individual episodes. Mm-hmm. The first episode, the pilot, quote unquote, is called Down With The Sickness. It's at a 7.3. Not bad. The second episode, Blood Brothers, is at a 7.1. And it's tied for the lowest rating of the season. And I would agree with that. I had a a note about how there weren't a lot of scenes after the first 10 minutes of the the pilot. Felt like they were in the same places over and over again. The Mm -hmm. second episode is very much... It feels as close as you can get to a bottle episode without being a bottle episode. <laughs> it's like, well, we need to hit 10 episodes. Let's squeeze something in right here. Yeah. I mean, this is a serial and they managed to squeeze in a bottle episode. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. The rest of the season, uh, just to rattle off the numbers here, 7.3, 7.3, 72, 7.2, 7.2, 7.2, 7.1, uh, 7.4, and then landing on a 7.5 for the end. So the finale being the highest rated episode. And these are hundreds of votes, or hundreds of ratings, I should say, not just a handful. So it, it seems like it stays at a consistent level. Okay. That's a hugely positive thing. We, we've watched plenty of shows that supposedly get really good after the first couple episodes, or just tank hard afterwards. But this one at least stays consistent. So if you watch it and you seem to enjoy it, I would definitely recommend continuing to watch it. It seems like the fandom and the people who enjoy the show enjoy the entirety of it. If you don't like this first episode, you don't like the the negatives, 
that we've said you think they outweigh the positives we've given it, then you're probably not going to like the show. And I wouldn't recommend it. It's a little bit of a split decision, but I don't know. We watched 20% of it, but I'm not sold. So (laughs) I have two questions. You have questions? One, is this show better than Age of the Living Dead? That's that's hard because Age of the Living Dead has- (laughs) Has our muse. (laughs) Has our muse in it. But it also has, how do I put it? The story of vampires showing up in society and causing a rift and yada, 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 yada has been told again and again and again. And there's a reason for that because there's different takes on it, right? That's why we continue getting superhero shows and new takes on Star Trek. Like it's, speaking of Muse, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of stories that we told. And I feel like they're trying to tell a personal story in this one. It's a little different, but I mean, we've mentioned Blade. We mentioned Buffy. We've mentioned whatever those three CW shows are. (laughs) There's plenty of other shows that are doing what Volunteer Wars is trying to do. Okay. On the other hand, Age of the Living Dead, it doesn't have bad CGI because it uses practical effects. Ha ha ha. <laughs> it has at least as good of acting. It's shot a little, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say poorly, just differently. It does have that one actor that I really, 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 really hate, but I, but he died, so we're good. <laughs> but, the, but the idea, the overall plot, the idea of the show is like, oh yeah, all those other things happened. Now let's fast forward, right? It's been decades. What's the fallout of it? And I find that a lot more interesting. So I would say that Age of the Living Dead interests me more, but from a quality level, I might lean a little bit more towards Vicious Wars. If that's the case, you might like, you might enjoy a show called Daybreakers. If that's, it's a movie called Daybreakers. It's got Ethan Hawke. He's a vampire in in a world in which the majority of Earth are vampires. The population of Earth are vampires and they are, uh, trying to hunt down the remnants, the remaining humans. So you might like it. Interesting. Second question. Yes. This series is based off aforementioned anthology and comic book uh, by uh, Jonathan Mayberry. Yeah. Not to be confused with John B. Mayberry. Thank you. Wikipedia. Oh, there's two different people. I guess so. He has a couple of things on here. I'm just going to read off his bibliography. Just the hits. Pine Deep Trilogy, Joe Ledger Series, Joe Ledger Rogue Team International Series, Rotten Ruin, Broken Land Series, Dead of Night Series, The Nightsiders, X-Files Origins, Mm. Vinegar Wars, Chronicles of the Vampire Wars, and then uh, The Standalones. So supernatural horror kind of fantasy stuff that's in this, that's this guy's wheelhouse. Sure, sure. I've never read any of this. Me neither. I would be interested. I would absolutely be interested in reading... V Wars, the graphic novel or anthology okay. series. I've seen some slides. It looks interesting. Yeah, I would definitely be I'd be interested in checking it out next time. I'm if I'm looking for that type of thing, it's it's definitely not something I'd say no to. But I think overall, I mean, I, I kind of gave my opinion. Do you think this is worth the price of subscription? <sighs> it's been canceled, so no. <laughs> Imagine that it's getting a second season. Is this worth the price of subscription? Ten episodes can still tell a story. A season can ha- can still tell a complete story. Mm. It might not. It might screw us over like a lot of things do with that in regards to that. But I'm I'm gonna ride the fence on this one. No oh, man. If if this is your cup of tea, why not? Worth the price of subscription. If you don't like vampires, if you don't like horror, if uh, <laughs> you don't like shows that got canceled after one season, then no. Wow, that hurt. It's not. So <laughs> I got a handful of shows I love after they get canceled after one season. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, no, I'll just dig in the knife. <laughs> yeah. Do you have an idiot of the show? Yes. We're, okay. I'm going to type mine into discord. 
Do we do two, one for each episode, or is it just overall idiot from both episodes? Dealer's choice. All right, I'm going to just do overall idiot because I think it's the same for okay. both. All right, I've typed mine out. Who's your idiot of the show? My idiot of the show is Kay Levo. I did not intend that to rhyme, but it did. Mm. Oh, the oh, we didn't really mention her. No, because that's how important she is. <laughs> she is the WikiLeaks stand-in. <laughs> yes. She reports, quote-unquote, on the news. She runs some, quote-unquote, news website. Yeah. She's an investigative reporter who may or may not be involved in some salacious and uh, illegal activities involving money and the police. Yes. Okay, why is she your idiot? She put herself in a room with a serial killer, a man that was needing to be, like she heard, needed to be sedated more and saw was strapped down. Like, you know, I might be judging because, you know, everyone's got their hustle. Everyone has to have a way of making green, right? So they can stay black. It's just, it's too much. And then she got the story. And then she was like, yeah, let me let me break into this dude's house where there's another <laughs> murder scene. Oh, and let me go ahead and dox Dr. Luther Swan. That's going to work out for him. I, I just, well, I think that she's a little selfish and I feel like it's going to bite her. Or she's going to get uh, bitten. Uh, 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 I don't think that the vampirism, I don't think you get it from being bitten. As far as we know, everyone yeah. that we've seen that gets their throat ripped out is dead. dead. Yeah. We get another scene of, um, like it was a biker, probably from some sort of illegal biker gang. Well, one, because there was, there was just a cocaine everywhere. Club. It was just uh, a motorcycle yeah, club, they, man. How dare yeah. you? Sure, sure, sure. And that, and he seemingly transitions and then. How have we not seen in more television, not in real life? Because I know exactly why I haven't seen it in real life. But how have we not seen yeah. people use cell phones what? to what snort coke more oh. often in media? Like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I don't know why it just struck my brain when he did that. He used his cell phone as a service. Oh, I thought it was a tablet. No, I think I it was uh, tablet. either way, either way. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, Every, yeah. But still, everyone has a still. cell phone. Right. Right. I don't know. It's I like, mean, I wouldn't put my, I would not lick my phone. Yeah. <laughs> but you're also not addicted to drugs. So <laughs> it's just, oh, okay. Like, that's just so much more convenient than every other. I'm going to use the word coke fiend on our podcast yeah. has ever done anything I've ever seen. Like I was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's a flat surface you keep with you in your pocket and don't let anyone else touch. Yeah. That's reflective, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess if I was going to take a turn in the last half you of my cut? life. Are you going to cut this? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't I just uh, It just struck me as, yeah, it just struck me. I mean, I will admit, I did not anticipate it. Like, uh, yeah. when he did it, I was like, oh. Oh, like, oh. oh that's a good idea. Like, <laughs> it's a good idea for a thing that you would never do. Right. <laughs> well, my idiot of the show. Yes. Did you actually is, send it to me? I didn't see it. No, I just typed it out. Oh, I didn't want to press enter. Uh, it's Dr. Luther Swan. Oh, well, I wasn't going after the low-hanging fruit, you know? <laughs> I'm not your I, wife. It's, it, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, it's the problem is, is that it's on every branch of the tree. <laughs> it's on that. He it is the first thing he does, which makes him an idiot, is he goes to where there may or may not be an outbreak of some kind. Well, they didn't first know thing he does, it was an outbreak. He, he, I don't think he had any idea of knowing that was an outbreak. It could have been equipment failure. It could have. If been- someone came to me and said, "Hey." You got to go to the Arctic Circle because a friend of yours was at a research station and now they're not responding to our messages. I've seen the thing. <laughs> Kurt Russell's not going to save you. Okay? You're going to die up there. 
I just, you know, I'm, I'm out. Uh, and the second thing he does that makes him an idiot is he calls his best friend because he's someone who can get things done. Okay. And then... When Dr. Luther are- Swan calls, you answer. <laughs> you answer the phone. And then while exposed to what it turns out to be a deadly pathogen, hangs out with his family. Like... Even when they, even when they were like, all right, you you can go home because we haven't seen anything. No, <laughs> until you can prove that I'm not going to get anyone else sick. I don't want to see them. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, we've seen the last year and a half how <laughs> selfless people are when it comes to spreading disease. So yeah, they they always do the right thing. All of them always. He's an outlier <laughs> for sure. Did you? How'd you feel about the quarantine room? It seemed like a very like, this is a Hollywood thing. Yeah. It had to have been a Hollywood thing because they wouldn't put them there. They would be in some sort of medical facility, right? Well, it's the CDC <laughs> facility is what it says, right? CDC quarantine, yeah, Washington, D.C. Yeah. But, I mean, where are the nurses? Where are the doctors? I mean, we don't see them very much, but they're just hanging around. They're there what, for days, supposedly. Yeah, they don't have a TV. <laughs> it's a prison. It looks like a prison. Yeah. It's an empty room they put a bunch of cots in. That lends credence to the idea of when you mentioned in the first episode how they didn't go from, there weren't very many locations. Yeah. Because I think they were all filmed in the same building. Possibly. Except for the exterior shots, obviously. Well, those are just shots. Um, It's very rare we actually see somebody outside. Yeah. Except for when vampires are murdering. I don't know if I want to talk about uh, vapor wars anymore. So, Well, I'm also done talking about the ventricle. Nice. Damn it. Well, I'm also done talking about the ventriloquist wars. I can't say that word. Ventriloquist, ventriloquist, ventriloquist. I'm also done talking about the ventriloquist wars. That's as good as it's going to get. Our listeners out there, if y'all agree, disagree, or you have suggestions for other things we should watch that are science fiction or science fiction adjacent, whether they're for Too Spooky Month or not, you can email us at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com or hit us up on social media at scifiwiseguys on the Twitter and the Instagram. I think we've already said we will be watching Winona Earp next week, and then Van Helsing the week after that. Not the movie. Not the movie. Unfortunately, maybe I, I don't know. We'll. I s- mean, I might watch the movie anyways. I might. Do you, what if we uh, watch the yeah. movie as like a prequel to the show? <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be watching Todd versus the book, the book of pure evil, which was a listener suggestion uh, that came in at just the right time. Excellent. Yes. If you like the show, we appreciate it. If you would give us a thumbs up, the heart, the follow, that five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes, whatever you got to do to subscribe and get notifications when new episodes are released. And of course, the best way of supporting an indie podcast is just to share us. Share us with your friends and share us with your enemies uh, before you help them cover up for murder. <laughs> before you become an accessory after the fact, because I don't yeah. how how many podcasts get listened to in prison? I imagine zero, right? Probably not. Yeah, probably none. Yeah. Yeah. If you really, really, really liked what you heard, which makes total sense because we're really good at this, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash sci-fi wise guys, become a patron, get access to episodes early, as well as behind the scenes content, you know, all the different, (laughs) all the different V things that we tried for this episode that didn't make it in. Oh, no, we're Uh, leaving them all in. All of them? Okay. All of them. So this isn't a sequel to that sign, the, the alien show, right? V? It's not a sequel to V. No, it's, it's not a sequel. Okay. It's not a sequel to V. Okay. And no one heard you ask that because everyone tuned out as soon as we went to the credits. <laughs> it's not a sequel to V, even though there's a giant gotcha. red planet 
And it yes. says V Wars. <laughs> I don't think that's a planet. I think that's an eye. Well, it's in the intro sequence, it's the planet Earth becomes a bloodshot eye. So, yeah, I guess it's. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and um, don't help your friends cover up a murder. Yeah. Quarantine yourself if you're not feeling well. Yeah. Stay home. cause a vampiric <laughs> outbreak. <laughs> Or just, you know, kill people. And as soon as the option's available, get vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. I was only about 65% joking when I said we could just have a vampire TV show spinoff podcast. There's so much content. Like, Oh, yeah. No, there's so many. Like, just off the top of my head before I Google it, obviously Buffy, Angel, Blade, the TV series, all three of the Vampire Diaries and their spinoffs. That's mm-hmm. six. And all of those have at least one seat. Like, I think Blade only had one, one or two seasons, but a lot of those have like five, six, seven seasons. What else you got? True Blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just talking shows. Yeah, just shows. Just shows. Mm, I don't know. Let's see. Young Dracula. Uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Oh, being human. Both being humans. I would love to watch the UK version I never have, although I've heard the US version is much better and I've seen it. It's, I love it. Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, Castlevania. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to watch that for a year or two. <laughs> and we jump into the world of anime. 